welcome to this episode of bread <laughs> all right no for real no welcome to this episode of bite-sized pod we are here talking about metroid 2 return of samus and also the remake metroid samus returns so who do we got here with us See, this is where it breaks because Corbin's usually the one to start us off. I'm stubborn. You got Miggy. You got Miggy. <laughs> but I already did start you off, Miggy. You did. You did. All right. Like, we got Miggy. Who else we got here? We got Omega Metroid, Ziggy. <laughs> Omega Mig himself, Troid. Ziggy. I, I'm, I'm introducing myself as Migtroid on this one. Migtroid. I like that. Nice. You need a YouTube channel called that. <laughs> I promise I will try to consciously Mig-troid. call you Migtroid right <laughs> every time of, yes. of Miggy. <laughs> All right, so we are talking about Metroid 2, which was originally released in North America in November 1991 for the Game Boy. We are talking about a Game Boy game, not a Game Boy Advance game, probably for like the first time, right? I feel like we've only been playing Game Boy Advance games. (laughs) (laughs) We played Uh, one Super Famicom. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. We snuck one of those in. And then Samus Returns came out in 2017 for the 3DS. What are your guys' histories with this game slash games? Migtroid? Ooh, I like that. I'm sticking with that one. Um, <laughs> so interestingly, I skipped Metroid 2 until very, very recently. This, this round of us playing is the first time I've actually played Metroid 2. I haven't played Samus Returns, the remake. Uh, but it was just never... For me, anyways, for being such a such a lover of Metroid, it never seemed to be like a necessary game uh, in order for me to play story-wise because Super Metroid does a recap of what happens in Metroid 2. So for mm-hmm. me, I was like, eh, I guess I really don't need to play it. Um, so this is my first time playing it. I didn't play the remake, so that one's still up in the air for me. Uh, <laughs> I will be talking solely about the Game Boy metroid 2 and let you and ziggy take care of the the remake i mean that's good we need to we all have different i feel like we all have slightly different experiences with this game so i think it'll i think it'll work you know sorry oh omega zigtroid (laughs) mother scares me brother brain yeah brother brain (laughs) oh yeah this is gonna be the nemesis of every game like just for fun (laughs) <laughs> um yeah metroid 2 or metroid ii you know <laughs> probably what i thought it it's, was it's christian name yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a game that was like i feel like a lot of kids in my area had on game boy but like it was just hard you know everybody's older brother had it for their game boy and tetris before before the pokemon craze and i was like okay that's cool but it didn't like you know it's just i didn't really know about metroid yet you know i already wrote off metroid 86 by this point as a kid um <laughs> so i just went into irrelevance to me until i think until i played super metroid and then i was really interested in metroid after that point but um yeah this is the first time i I've, I've played it all the way through so i got a lot a lot of first impressions on this one like miggy it's cool so did you play the game boy one or the 3ds one first Game Boy. Okay, so it is all it is different for each one of us because yeah. I completely skipped the Game Boy one, and I didn't play this until 
Well, I played the the 3DS remake first, <laughs> and then just recently played the one for the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recently for this episode, so we all we all came at it a little different angles. Yeah, a little, a little different. <laughs> I actually the way I played it. If you want to play the Game Boy one, I think is the best way to play it. And I meant to tell you guys, but but by the point that I found this out, Miggy was already done. And I wasn't <laughs> sure if Corbin, if you were gonna play the Game Boy one at all. So somebody made a <laughs> made a made a ROM hack online um, oh, really? where they added the Super Game Boy color palette to the ROM. And so oh, that was cool because goodness. when you went in a new section, I well, when you were totally anywhere, there was color. that way. So when you went into those new areas, it's like, oh, I'm in a different area, which really helped. Yeah, I think you can do that. I just it totally slipped my mind because I didn't do it before. But on the on the emulators, because I use the same one I use for the Game Boy Advance, there is an option for you to add color to it. Yeah, uh, to a regular Game Boy game, which I didn't do because it it's been it's been years since I've used the emulator. Yeah. What um, I liked about the the ROM hack, though, is that somebody made it in the sense that they knew you were entering a new area that I wouldn't have known. So that was mm-hmm. pretty cool because it was like, oh, you're in a new area. Guess what? The walls are blue now. Yeah. So that helped because I wouldn't think to change the colors because I wouldn't know where to do what, it. So that was really lines cool. are. It was yeah. just a nice yeah. little quality of life update that really helped me enjoy the game a little further. I did think that that was kind of rough. I loved playing yeah. it on my Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah. But I was thinking like, wow, this is so much nicer on an SP than playing it on a Game Boy. Like for sure, this has got to be amazing. But I was like, I really miss color. <laughs> so Wait. that actually kind of almost want to replay it now Recommend with it. the color palette. Yeah. Because I overall, spoiler alert, I like this game. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite, but I liked it. I mean... My least favorite Metroid is still probably one of my favorite games in general. <laughs> so I'm still stoked about this game, but yeah, I would like to play it again with that color palette. Yeah. Do you guys, speaking of color palettes and remakes and all that stuff, are you guys aware of uh, another Metroid 2 remake? Yes. AM2R. Oh, the fan made one. one. The fan made Yes. That yeah. got shut down. I do want to play that. I didn't get to play it. No, I didn't. I wonder if there's a way to play it now. I think you can still find it online. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. If you dig deep Uh, enough, you'll find it. Yeah. You probably, I guess you can find anything online once it's up there, right? Yeah. It's it's somewhere. Unfortunately for the internet, there's pictures of me dancing to Beyonce or videos of me dancing (laughs) to Beyonce somewhere there that will never ever (laughs) disappear from the face of the earth. <laughs> and those will be on our uh linked on our Twitter account for our Patreon. Uh, for our Patreon. That's for a Patreon, Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the remake to that one too. <laughs> I heard that's gonna be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Next wedding. Next wedding. <laughs> so there's Migtroid and Megonse. Megonse. Meyonce. I'll let you figure out if that one makes any sense or not. (laughs) Well.
what was this game about? So this picks up where the original Metroid left off, right? So where did the original Metroid leave off? You destroyed Mother Brain and um, Planet Zebebebes apparently blew up. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently blew up. Apparently. Apparently, Apparently. but then you come back to it later on, which makes... Apparently, you come back. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you may have crash-landed at some point and done a bonus mission and still got off and destroyed everything. Yeah. So now you're on planet SR388. Very, very NASA. Very named Classic. planet. No Pluto. No Uranus. No Doris. You know, no planet kind Doris. Of, kind of the darkest setting for a Metroid game, right? I like think so. The, the, the grimmest task that you could ever be assigned going to a, no, a new planet. Destroy a species. Woof. Commit. That's to heavy. Snowside. That's heavy, man. I don't know about that. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Just right off the bat. Uh, pro, or, pro or con? <laughs> pro. Genocide. Is that a pro or a con? <laughs> this game kind of hurt me. I'm not going to lie. Like It's kind of a rough concept, just to begin with. Yeah. It, it It's rough if you go into it knowing... Uh, I mean, I guess you technically do go into it knowing exactly no. what you're doing. But the impact of it is not as heavy until the end. Yeah. Yes. With, that, yes with that final decision and i think that's where like it all comes down on you and you're like oh that is true <laughs> this was a way darker game than i expected yeah yeah <laughs> it this does game did it a real... oh i was gonna say this game did a really good job of just putting knots in my stomach yes that's a good i feel like that's a good way to say it because it's it's odd because it's not super explicit about it i mean it ah, actually no that's not true it's pretty explicit about it right off the bat but like the implications aren't explicit. Like it's not like it's trying to gra- grapple with that the whole game. Like that's not the point of the game. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like that. Like you do feel a little weird about it though yeah. as you're playing it. And then you get to the end and it's just like, oh, okay. Well, that yeah. was kind of a heavy ending. <laughs> like, it, uh, judo was, throws you. Because, yeah, that was because after like lot. coming coming right off of like the original Metroid and then going into this. At, at first, it feels kind of justified to me. I was like, oh, okay, mm. yeah, these things, they're aggressive. and But then by the end of it, and we'll get to that, you know, but we'll keep dancing around it, but we'll get to it. But, like, it really kind of feels like, well, I think I was wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, which, pretty sure. <laughs> which for a Game Boy game, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's one of the, for me, Personally, it's one of the morally heavier games that I've played. Um, yeah. For it being such a, such a, I guess at first glance, very simple game. It's it it is very tough, and I guess in a way, if we really want to get into it, if you really want to get, into it, <laughs> you want to do this. this it seems thread. like you kind of want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do. I imagine it's what just people in general, humanity, must feel like. It's easy to go into something thinking that you're in the right and then mm-hmm. coming out the other end where you're like, oh, whoops, yeah. maybe I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, I guess was that's true. Yeah. I think that's why it resonates so much is I don't even think it's trying to teach a lesson mm-hmm. like morally or anything. It doesn't it's even just, tell you you're wrong or you're exactly. right. Exactly. But it's such a human experience, right? Like you think you're right. You have limited knowledge about anything you make a decision and you're wrong it's like yeah you're gonna destroy a whole species that's yeah. going to have consequences because it's know? based out of fear right like yeah. they're kind of you know they're 
you know, in the lore, it's like they're weaponizing the space pirates are trying to weaponize the Metroids. Mm-hmm. There's like an unknown danger. Obviously, you couldn't like fully control it. So now it's like, well, what do you do? You just get rid of it. You're scared of it. You know, that's a pretty human thing to do. I think that's why it resonates so yeah. much. <laughs> so I think, I mean, should we just jump into the story, though? I mean, we're already into yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You're, the whole game, you're just working through eliminating all these Metroids. There's 47, right? Mm-hmm. There's 47 Metroids. You see them through different, all their five stages, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alpha, Gamma, Zeta, Omega, and finally, the Queen. And then you fight the Queen finally. You've destroyed the last Metroid. Who wants to fill us in what happens? Or did you? Megtroid. (laughs) (laughs) Did you kill the last Metroid? The Queen. Killed the Queen and every other Metroid that appeared on your scanner, but there's one little hatchling that uh, emerges just as you're about to, I guess, kill (laughs) kill it. And then that's where the big big twist comes in of... um, Samus, this is definitely not up to you. This is completely the the developer's choice and the the character's choice to let the the hatchling live. So cute! How could you not? That yeah. thing's adorable. I don't know how they did that in one game. It went from terrifying mm-hmm. to like adorable to adorable, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for punching me in the gut <laughs> over what I just did. Especially the original game boy game it's funny how almost nonchalant that decision is because of just the limitations of the game boy Mm -hmm. you know like you just kind of walk up to it floats around and then you don't do anything and now it's just you just keep walking and it's following you now you're like it's not you know it's such a when you think about how heavy this concept is and now you just spare this last metroid where you're like on the verge of xenocide and then it's just like, yeah, you decide yeah. not to. And you just keep moving on. Like, what, what, it's such what, like a funny, like borderline anticlimactic on the Game Boy, you know? <laughs> like you have to fill in so much <laughs> to make that like a heavy moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I think what just gets me even more is like, like the ending is so impactful. Mm-hmm. But then thinking about since we have more games, like we know more happens. Yeah. And it's like really like even still you have to ask it sometimes was it good it got spared like you know and that 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 is an interesting backbone or underlying detail through the next two games like it's yeah. just kind of like is it is yeah. it because the Federation's gonna misuse it or Ridley steals it for the space pirates and and the, they're gonna yeah. misuse it so like is it actually but then better or not yeah, and if you kill it, then you got yeah. X-Parasite story yes, about which is even worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's just so interesting. There's no yeah. way to win. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. It's a fascinating and, concept. I mean, yeah. just like a whole. I think it's wild because you took a game that was on the NES, right? Which had some lore, obviously. Like they yeah. built, they had bit. some lore on it. It wasn't like a full story, but it was like there's a lot of lore in there, and make the wild like. The decision to go from an NES game to like a Game Boy game like that is wild to me. And then to have it not just make the jump to that system, but have such a heavy story is 
like it's radical. Integral <laughs> of, it's integral for everything else to come. Yeah. You know? Like as overlooked as this game is too, I feel like in general, like this is going to be like at the bottom of everybody's list. Yeah, but that right? story is the backbone to every other like yeah. impactful moment in the series. That comes yeah. after, yeah. Well, call me, call me Lauren. <laughs> big troid lauren Lauren. there's um there's some theories that uh some people have that the reason and it's never i think we're stepping into uh mig troid's conspiracy corner yeah this is this is gonna be patreon exclusive can we do like a sting yeah can we do like a little right write a little jingle yeah like what's the little like like twilight zone kind of like x-files thing (laughs) 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 so there's there's theories that say that samus the reason why samus spared that metroid was because there's um a parallel to her own backstory having been uh, Mm. a victim of uh not a a, a, math, a complete genocide, but the colony where she was living in uh, was completely wiped out by Ridley, uh, who seemed to her as a little kid, uh, a monster, monstrous being. And now her perhaps seeing this hatchling uh, in her shoes when she was younger and her kind of seeing herself as the Ridley in this in this scenario, which is why she lets she spares the hatchling's life. Ooh. A theory because it's never confirmed by Nintendo or any of the developers, but I think it's a, it's an interesting one. It's some it's some Megatroid fan fiction, but I like it. Uh, I don't know. Let's not call it fan fiction because uh, those can take some very <laughs> unsavory. Those can take some very unsavory turns. Well, well, true that. True that. <laughs> Honestly, I might be drinking the Kool Aid. That makes a lot of <laughs> <Yeah>. sense. <laughs> That's a good theory, I think. Yep. Sip on that Kool Aid. That's heavy though to picture. To see yourself as the Ridley in any situation, mm-hmm. that's kind of rough. So what do you guys think is the story just like just the story not all the lore that it dumps on to about like the over you know the more expansive metroid universe is the story a pro or a con it's a pro for me you liked it it wasn't too heavy i I loved it actually i actually think it's one of the best metroid stories after playing it this game would actually bump up on my on my list because of that yeah, I, I, you know, there's definitely some rough around the edges and bits of it, but I, the feeling it leaves you with is really good. It's, it's a rarity, yeah. I feel like, in games. Like, that feeling it leaves you with is a treat. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's besides uh, Metroid 86, I think it's the least telling in terms of story. In the verbal or, or like, in a written format, it's just all done through actions. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably the best example of any Metroid game of showing and not telling. And in that regards, I think it's top notch. I think it, it it's the example 
Um, playing this game, it made me realize what I had missed out on by mm-hmm. thinking that I didn't need to play it. Like it's it's really it's a really good game. Um, if anything else, for the story, mm-hmm. very simple. I guess in terms of development, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, but like we mentioned already, it sets it sets the the foundation for everything else that happens afterwards. And um, it's impossible to think that Metroid Dread won't be a product of this final decision of Samus letting the mm-hmm. the hatchling live. So I think I think it's a strong pro, very very strong. And for a Game Boy game with such heavy limitations i think it does it does it really really well i think that's true and i think like in a lot of ways this almost feels like the beginning of a series like the metroid series is almost two through probably what will be five and zero mission and the original are almost like a prequel at this like just in terms of the actual story that's being played out like this game does have that strong of story to like really set up other games. And it's impressive. I do have a question though. Does does the remake do a better job of storytelling or story building? I mean, it has it does the same thing where Zero Mission did where it adds certain cutscenes. And I think some of those cutscenes, especially at the end, make it more impactful where it like that moment resonates a little bit clearer. Like, you don't have to fill in as much about what the implications are. I don't know, for me at least. Like, it was... I felt the opposite. That's so funny. Really? Yeah. I felt like it it eliminated a lot of the feelings I had when playing the Game Boy one. Like, it didn't capture the same feeling. Like, like an example, not so much to the cutscenes. The cutscenes were fine as far as other than, like, I just think the ending in the Game Boy one leaves you, like, as almost like a cliffhanger like you're, you're questioning yourself but in the remake like at the end of the game right you know like after you have the baby metroid and you're escaping and the metroid is helping destroy those little walls oh yeah through, there's in the game boy one there's no enemies right yeah and it gives you that feeling like that like you were in the the heart of like a metroid nest mm-hmm. and like they devoured and destroyed empty. everything else there um, yeah. But they added enemies like in the remake. And I thought that was like a mistake. Okay. Actually, that that's a good point. Actually, and the, the music, they changed the music. The music is awesome in the ending of the remake, but it doesn't mm-hmm. give you the same feeling. I don't know. Or it didn't give me the same feeling. It's good in a different way. It's very good, but it's good in a different way. Maybe it's because I played it first too. Like yeah, I actually yeah. already knew the story because I had played Super Metroid. So you already know that ending. Yeah. So it wasn't a surprise to me, but I played the remake first before the Game Boy one. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it even resonated with me more because yeah. it was like the first time I was seeing the story play out, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of context it was in. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Game Boy, it was like I had already even seen it played out before and yeah. it maybe felt like a little like, but I, I I do agree. Like it feels very empty when you're done on the Game Boy mm-hmm. in like in like a way that means something. Yeah, yeah. That the remake doesn't quite capture. That's true. Like, it just felt like it didn't feel like oh the developers ran out of time. They didn't. No, it was a choice. No, it was like okay, it's this lone trek. It's got that hopeful music in a way. Mm -hmm. It's kind of eerie, kind of hopeful. It's a little bit of both. Very Metroid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, 
yeah, I don't know. I just really liked that feeling. I thought it it just gave me a really oh man, just such a good so like I it's think a the, rare feeling. I think the cutscenes are what really did it for me. And yeah. some of the other stuff didn't resonate as much, but the cutscenes like yeah, those those were cool. work better. Yeah. Um, I, I do agree in that respect. I actually I don't want to spoil the end for Miguel for yeah. for anybody really, but or Migtroid especially though. But that ending, I think, because it like adds another layer where the Metroid is helping you mm-hmm. in another way beyond what the Game Boy version had. And I think that's also what made it even more impactful mm-hmm. is like you rescued it, mm-hmm. like you made that decision. Not only is it like helping you escape, but then it like it just helps you like it's helping you fight and escape and get out of there. Like you feel like you're in something together by the end. You know what I mean? Like you kind of like go through almost like you go through something together immediately. Like a bonding. <laughs> exactly. There's like a there's like a weird bonding moment there that I didn't get in the Game Boy version. Mm-hmm. Like I was it not that the Game Boy version felt hollow, but it I was a, le- a little feeling, less though. clear. Isn't it was like funny? a little less clear to me why they were bonded. Like it, it was just more like of an unspoken thing. But you could tell they were bonded, but it was just yeah. wasn't like it was more obvious to me visually in the remake. But not in a way that was like explaining everything in text and just talking about it. It was just <laughs> you you see it, but I don't know. I think that came across better to me. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, not because I've played the remake, but because playing the Game Boy version made me appreciate Super Metroid and Samus's drive to get to that Metroid hatchling a yeah. lot more significant. Because when yeah. I played it, I understood, I guess, intellectually why she was going after it but the emotion wasn't there and it wasn't until after i played metroid 2 that i was like oh okay i see the emotion behind it now a little bit better but because i don't know the remake i i i can imagine they might have added something that might have uh added to that a little bit more which is what you're talking about well you definitely need to play the remake and you will be <laughs> it's definitely I, worth it it's, it's definitely not worth it. it's not as good of an epilogue quote unquote like addition as zero mission was because that's just like amazing but it's a pretty exciting end i think it's a pretty exciting little Mm -hmm. addition at the end yeah i think i think it's a pro (laughs) should we do the uh, yeah maybe maybe (laughs) Maybe. it's another case for me like in the last episode that like i'm glad it's there you know like i'm glad both are there that it's just the tragedy that this already kind of swept under the rug game is going to get more swept under yeah, the rug. That know? is true. That's the so only actually thing wait, should we jump into that? Do you want to kind yeah. of like just touch on that? Like let's do that game boy version versus 3ds version. Yeah. I'm cool. What, what was your, what's your preference? I'm going to say game boy. Um, really? I, yeah. I mean, definitely like it's kind of the same feeling where it's like, of course the remake is easier. Seriously? Easier. <laughs> it's easier. I'm a game boy guy. You know, you know me. That's my that's my system, you know. All right, you know. But um, I also think without the Game Boy, there is no Metroid Two in the same way. Like I, I really feel like the story got built around the Game Boy's limitations, that claustrophobic design, um, that feeling of unknown, small screen, like you don't know what's ahead of you, like you normally would in a Metroid game. Um, and everything's kind of giving you that feeling of unwelcomeness. You don't backtrack as much. You're just like burrowing deeper 
into the alien's nest. And and I think that's really a, res- a decision, a result of the Game Boy. Like, I really think that that's because it was made on the Game Boy. And the producer of the game is one of the producers on the Game Boy. Like, he well knew Gunpei Yokoi. Like, he knew the limitations of the Game Boy. Like, he wasn't going to be surprised how many sprites can fit on a screen or how many tiles they can use. Like, he knew. <laughs> so I, I just think it's like, it's just kind of special. I don't know. I think the remake's great. It's very valid. It's worth playing. But I, I think if I if I can only pick one again, I do I pick Game Boy. <laughs> well, I respect your reasons. And but your you decision. also gotta play you also gotta play the Game Boy Color ROM. I do need to do that. That that it that definitely like bumps it up so much. I without playing that, yeah, I still one hundred percent agree with you that mm. the Game Boy version is the version. <laughs> <laughs> I think throw me a bone. Yeah, (laughs) no, I'm totally on board with the Game Boy version. It's amazing the way they use the limitations to fuel like creativity Mm -hmm. and make the game so interesting around it. And honestly, my problem with the 3DS version overall is it feels like just a little too slick, like Mm -hmm. a little too. I don't. Modern is not even the right word. It just feels like. Every every movement you do and all the counterattacks that you do, mm-hmm. it feels like everything's so fast now. And like, you know, like on the like when you're playing the Game Boy one, all the platforming is very precise. Yeah. You know, Metroid did not or Samus did not move like Mario did where you jump, no, land and you slide. Can, yeah. It was like very stiff movements and it like made platforming very like it was like a precision thing. And I feel like that's totally lost on the remake. Yeah. Like the remake does not feel that way at all. It feels very smooth and quick and in a cool, in a cool way. Cause you are a bounty hunter. You, you so it does make it makes sense. Character. Like it yeah. feels cool, but it doesn't feel like, like a Metroid game to me mm-hmm. the same way. And I feel like this is the first game that that was lost on me where I missed that. And I was like, Ooh, and I understand why they're doing it too, because it even makes sense. Like you're you're a powerful bounty hunter. Like mm-hmm. it's just it makes sense that she would move and like run around like that. And you're obviously like you're having more and more modern systems. Like the technology can can you know produce that now, but it just does not like feel right to me. Yeah. So I appreciate the remake a lot, and I think it does do a lot of cool things. I mean, obviously you have a map and like <laughs> just like quality of life things, yeah. but colors, <laughs> colors. Yeah, those help. <laughs> but honestly, like the Game Boy one just still captures that. It has pretty much all the good stuff that you yeah. need from the second game. And it just it feels like a Metroid game still. Yeah, I think the, I, I like the music in the Game Boy one more, too. Yeah, it gave yeah. more of a that feeling like that yeah. dread that. You know, there's that word, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no give that feeling. Get that I, I think some positives in the remake, though, like um, the mining robot. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't totally dislike the Aeon powers either. I don't yeah. always I don't really see why they were fully necessary. I don't understand. Like they could. Add so it. one of the weirdest powers was like you would do this thing like uh-huh. it would use a charge but it would show you like things that you could break hidden in that I didn't area. Like that. I hidden never things? used that one though. I never did either. That, yeah. was, that was so dumb. Just I was like, like, optional, why, did you, like why did you add that? You know? Yeah, that, that was a con, but like the yeah. other ones were like, I could take or leave. Yeah. I was what like, that's fine. That, um, what about that melee counter? 
uh, I'm not into it. <laughs> I think they corrected it with Dread. Like this, this melee dash seems a little better because you don't lose your mind. Honest, that's honestly, this remake is like the problems I have with the remake are why I, the only reasons I'm worried about playing Dread. Yeah, is because I'm like I know they're just gonna build off of that style, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm just like I didn't, I was not in love with that. So. Yeah. I think Samus is just going to move quicker. She's going to move smoother, more counterattacks and stuff like that. And I'm, it's, it is cool, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like Metroid to me. So I hope that Dread still feels like Metroid more than uh, Samus Returns did. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of good they got to test out on this, though, instead of like going to Dread yeah. Fresh. And part of it is because you're playing on the 3DS, too. So the controls, I don't feel, are as, like, tight as maybe what the switch will be yeah that could be another thing i feel like for me the main the main negatives of the remake before we move too far past the remake is like i just felt like they weren't as interested in letting me get lost basically Mm -hmm. or making me feel trapped like i like that feeling that the game boy game gave me of like i'm stuck here (laughs) like i literally felt that sometimes i'm like i kind of want to backtrack but there's no need to because I am stuck here and I have to push forward. And I thought that was like a good feeling to have for the game, for the plot, the story of the game. Um, but then they, like in the remake, there's teleport stations. You can recharge all the time. You recharge after every boss. I didn't like that. But Actually, I mean, it's still good. Was, I'm not, I'm not it... trashing the game because I, I think there is a lot about it. That's that's fun. It was fun. I had fun the whole time. Yeah. But just when I hold them up against each other, I want to think yeah. about the feelings they gave me. I I definitely did not enjoy that feeling of being completely lost really? in, the, in the Game Boy One. Oh, like, no, yeah. it was it was like I, I I think I mentioned it when we were playing it. I was like that was one of the few things that almost made me quit playing that mm. game. Mm. Just because there is, I think there's a very fine line between guiding a player to somewhere and then absolutely telling them nothing about what's going on, which is what this game did. Mm-hmm. there's absolutely no indication of where you need to go and the color limitation like the color scheme limitations too of it all being black and white was very frustrating because you could go through you could go to another place on the map but it was very very similar um in design to another place yeah. so you would start to doubt yourself and be like wait i've already been here <laughs> or there's nothing else for me to explore here and then you would backtrack and be like i must have taken a wrong turn and then only to come to realize after having backtracked so much to be like, oh, no, I was in a different area. Now I need to go back over to where I was. And uh, the limitation of save points was it was it was for me anyways, it was very frustrating. But I do appreciate what it does in in, in the sense of it's something that I had to learn to appreciate in the mm-hmm. sense of isolation to, to build on that theme of isolation. Like it does it very, very well, so well that it's. It almost kept me from continuing playing the game, but <laughs> <laughs> I get that. What do you, yeah, that's what why you think I about think it compared to hard to say, is that a con or is it a pro? Because it's like not many games have given me that feeling, but like in like an odd way, <laughs> I like kind a, of liked it. <laughs> it's like a pro, but I don't want to admit that it's a pro. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, that was really like, we'll, we'll say we'll say it's a closet pro. Yeah, my own like <laughs> my own psyche was the challenge. so here's here's where i appreciated the sound or the music of of the game boy version if i had to pick 
um, all four, and I'm gonna I'm gonna include the fifth one because I have a very strong a very strong uh, inclination that the fifth one is not gonna do it justice because it has a lot of other things to focus on. But this one does the best in terms of of sound design because it's something that I had to realize after so many frustrations. You are com- dependent a great 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 amount a deal of of progression on sounds. Um, because the sounds will change yeah. from level really to level. Sounds do. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think it's really cool for, for, for being someone who's very musically oriented. Um, I, I, I learned to appreciate that a lot because the game is very heavily dependent. Since the visuals are very limited, it, does, it uses sound design to compensate for it. And I think like there's a part when you get to the, to the nest, or when you get really far into the 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 map, the sound, um, or I guess like the the background music or whatever is completely omitted, and you're left with just the sounds of the creatures or of your jumps or of your shots and very like deafening echoes. In terms of complexity, it's very very poor, but it uses it utilizes what it has to really build on 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 the atmosphere of the game. And so for me, this one is a definitive version of the Metroid games where it, it uses sound design to make you feel things, like to really, really put you into the game. Yeah, I appreciated man, that. Man, too. that was beautiful. Man, you need to start a Metroid YouTube channel. Yeah, that was making me feel things. Metroid Lauren. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree, though. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be something that's almost obnoxious to talk about every time at a certain point, because we're just going to <laughs> rave about the music oh, yeah. every time. Well, actually, I do think that's a point between the remake and the Game Boy version, because I totally agree with Miguel on the music for the Game Boy version. Mm-hmm. But Zach, what do you think about the remake music? I think it's it's good like musically right mm-hmm. but i don't think it always hits that sweet spot the way the game boy did yeah personally there's some moments yes but not like like that ending for me like the mm-hmm. the the difference in the songs you should listen to them after this mctroid <laughs> just just to get the vibe just get the feeling of like it's just different i, I don't think it's yeah. bad i won't i will not say it's bad but it, it changes the way you feel and perceive what's going on. Yeah, I, th- I think that's why I mentioned like this is that's why I included like Dread into this. And yeah, that this is the definitive version of it, because uh, as a musician, I appreciate complexity in music. But with with this one, what it lacks for and being able to be complex, it, it, it utilizes atmosphere, it uses, utilizes feelings, which is a lot more valuable in terms of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's that whole thing where it like mixes sound effects with the music. It like right. makes it like one cohesive, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of blurs that lines. Yeah, and I don't think the remake does that really. I think it is 
interesting remakes or interesting takes on the original score. Yeah. But it has like a slightly more like epic kind of feel to it, mm-hmm. like thematic feel to it that is cool if I was listening to like the soundtrack. Like if it, if they released that, I would be super into it. Like Yeah, like it's more of a in the, like I imagine like it's more of a cinematic type of um, it is, yeah. Soundtrack. And it's very cool. It's it's awesome, like some of the music, but it feels a little bit more separate from the game. And I feel like we talked about that a lot last time. Like everything works so well together that like making that music choice kind of like removed it from the actual gameplay a little bit more than I wanted to. So you feel a little like separate from it. That's an area where it felt less of a faithful remake and more of an interpretation that I wish it was the opposite. Yeah. I kind of wish they were really faithful to those sound design choices. Um, Because like, I agree with you guys. Like if, if somebody like I found that on SoundCloud and they made that music as like interpretive versions of those sounds from the Game Boy, I'd be like, oh, this is so cool. It'd be so good. Yeah. Yeah. But as like an actual replacement for that, it, I'm not, I'm not sold shallow. on that. Yeah, I'm not sold on that. Yeah. I th- I'm worried that Dread is going to fall into that same pattern, be- like having that more. And I think that's kind of the thing that the three the 3DS remake does in general is it adds to the lore of everything. And it's trying to make it feel a little bit more cinematic and like more uh, epic of a scope, mm-hmm. which is cool in some ways. And I don't think they like do like this whole like lore dump on you where yeah. it's just explaining everything, you know, in a bad way. But they're trying to like it, it feels like almost too too cinematic that you're losing a little bit of that like it's feeling a little separate. You're just you're like on the remake, you're playing a cool game with cool mute listening to cool music. And it's not the same thing. What I'm trying to think about what else the remake did that was good. And I guess nothing. Yeah, that was it. The remake was there, not that great. No. <laughs> uh, are there are there bosses added to the remake? Because the the Game Boy lacks. The, the only one I remember is that mining robot. Yeah, it's like it's an optional boss. It doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't really. I, that's a good thing to talk about, though. Is um, it does that, well? It does add a boss at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, Dude. but it's not really like spoilers. <laughs> um, it really doesn't add too many bosses or like mini bosses even. How did you guys feel about the bosses in the the Game Boy, or if you could call it that? You know. Yeah, I think that it was. I think it was a cool choice. I'm okay with that choice. Mm-hmm. It was kind of. I think I mentioned it last time. Was like if this was the only Metroid game I have. I would be very disappointed in that. I'd be like, I wish there was like some kind of bosses or something. You know what I mean? Like I'd I'd be missing that. But because there's a whole series, it's kind of like, oh, this was an interesting choice for this game in the series. And I can appreciate that choice. Yeah. It's not my favorite necessarily, but I think it was interesting. I think so it I'm okay made with it. Since. And that's the, the thing. Story. It made it made sense. Like, um and I, I'm glad they at least like, okay, so even though it's this kind of kind of relatively the same thing every time, at least the map design is different every time. Like there's environmental differences every time. It shows they were thoughtful about it. Like it wasn't just like, 
here you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Fight this, you know, a bunch. Yeah, like an empty room. Yeah. You're just like, oh, okay. I don't think they were incredible, but like you said, I, I can respect the decision behind it. And at least they showed, like, they thought about every single encounter. They did. And Even, like, the terrain, like, where you were, yeah. there was different, like, tunnels and different areas that you were in. Yeah, it was right. cool. And even, like, they definitely thought about the, it. the Metroid husk, like, that was so creepy. That but was it also cool. informed yeah. you, like, okay, yeah. something's about to happen. Yep. But then I like, like, later, there's a time you're going down that corridor, and one just jumps out at you, and then after you defeat it, it's, it's in the next room where you would have never been able to get before. And it's like, oh, they played yeah. with my expectations. Like, I, also, I appreciated like little game design touches like that. Like that's, it seems so simple, but when you're trying to design a game, like I found this out, it's really challenging to do that in like a smart or enjoyable way. Yeah, I think true. it's really cool. I love the one where it was the Chozo statue. And as you run up to it, the Metroid breaks out of the, you know, where that you think the item upgrade would be. Yeah, that was that's awesome. Like, <laughs> I love every Metroid game does something like that. We are just like, you're not yeah. expecting it. You know, they're, they they know what you're expecting. And so yep. they know how to how to mess with you. Yeah, like, I, I got to jump in the statue's hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that was great, though. That was that was like one of my favorite parts. Right. I do remember one thing about the remake. One reason that you have to play it, Miggy, because of the lore that it does hint Ooh, at. Yeah, that is true. And or there's like there's like there. secret photos that you can find, <laughs> and I think a, I think some other stuff. But like mainly, it's those photos that like showing you photos of the past, and it really like lets you in on like some of the lore. It doesn't explain stuff to you, but it just shows you photos. So it like lets you piece stuff together. I think that's that's pretty cool. That's definitely a reason to play the remake. <laughs> I think, like I mentioned already, like I love the lore, and I do. Like I'm a sucker for when something will take like a fan base lore or some theories and then cement them, or maybe if not cement them heavily, like at least hint towards that being a possibility or where that's thing things are headed, just because it gives some sort of validation to like the fan base you know they're like oh okay we thought this one thing and it turns out that it might just be that uh i don't know there, there's something fun about that of about making theories uh not conspiracy theories <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're but, not you know, going theories, back there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm not going down that that wormhole again but there is um i don't know for me like as someone who really enjoys storytelling i think there's some type of validation to that and I think that's really fun. There is one mini boss in the in the Game Boy version that makes a comeback in Fusion. Hmm. Um, and I think it's one of those that's optional. Uh, that's cool. I'm looking up the name now. It's it's Arachnus. Hmm. Uh, but it's that... Uh, oh, the spider? Like a roly-poly type oh, of... Oh, yeah. Like a roly-poly type of thing that's that right. you encounter later in Fusion. One of the first mini bosses that you encounter back in Fusion. Um, and I, uh, I can't remember like on the game the old roly poly thing. Yeah, <laughs> the old roly poly. The old give him the, the old one two roly poly. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Oh, before actually speaking of spiders and roly poly, before I forget this because I'll kick myself if I forget this. Can we all agree the spider ball needs to come back as a? Oh my goodness! Yeah, it came back every time. Did it, it did come back? Yeah, it came back and. Prime, right? Oh, okay. Prime. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I haven't played those the way I want. Honestly, one of the coolest power powers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that thing's amazing. So dope. 
That's so mm-hmm. cool. Like, man, so I, I could see, though, if you don't design the whole world to be able to maintain that, it could definitely break sequence, break a game. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially on the remake, because you also have that one ability. Not only can you do spider ball, but you have that ability where you're immune from damage until your yeah, meter runs out. Right. I mean, what are you supposed to do? How are you design levels with hidden stuff when you have that? <laughs> when you have that? <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, um so one thing i did like separate from the actual story that's told one of the strengths that i think metroid has and that i think the remake does do is how it shares its lore because you can tell like even early on even when you're playing the game boy version or the original metroid like you can tell there was thought given to like the world building like the mythos behind stuff and a lot of lore but it's not just put all out there all out Mm -hmm. front you know they don't just dump everything on you immediately yeah there's there's hints about things like even with the chozo statues you know you you're kind of seeing stuff but so you're like i know it's there and there's things that are connected but everything's kind of hinted at in a way that like it doesn't explicitly tell you but you know that there is a lore Mm-hmm. You know that like some thought was given to it. I think the uh, Game Boy and the 3DS version both do a really good job of like sharing that lore. The 3DS version shares a little bit more lore, um, but it doesn't just like tell you a bunch of stuff. It's it's still just kind of like hinting at things, maybe yeah. giving you a couple pieces, but it's not like very handholdy yeah. or I think expository. it makes it more impactful and interesting actually than if they were just yeah. like here's three paragraphs about what happened before it's like no just kind of tell me by like the ruins and the destruction you see and you're kind of like you're learning slowly like you're picking up pieces here and there as you play each game like and stuff's kind of coming together and then i think miguel kind of like let's talk about like then you have all these theories because you know you don't actually know legitimately what's happening or what the full backstory is. Yeah. So you just have all these theories and people talking about it. And, you know, for those that are into it, but if you're not into it, you don't need it. Like you can mm-hmm. just play the game and you still get it. So I think they do a really cool, like they, they have a good, a good balance on how they share that lore. Yeah. So that was the point I wanted to make. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to me. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> the your feeling on having like metroids have different developmental stages mm-hmm. and oh, leading man. up to the final boss i thought that was so cool i i liked it i thought it was like it just makes sense it's really interesting i i don't always like the way exactly that they look like i think they're cool but they're not what i expected yeah <laughs> is what i guess the best way i can put it but um i i think it's a very interesting concept that could even get explored more it probably won't because this is going to close yeah. the chapter on that in some way. Dread. But, but I mean, if it makes knows? enough money, I think the chapter could be, be reopened. Yeah, let's reopen, you know. Hopefully. I have a bookmark. Just saying. I know where to open it. You know. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's true, though. I, I think it's cool. Like, even if you're not expecting it or love it, the concept of it is really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool, like, it builds off of the original Metroid real, in, a, in a cool way. Yeah, I think so. Visually, they're not my favorite. Yeah. But it's hard to have something. I think it does something like, like in, um, it did remind me of, like, aquatic life. How a lot of aquatic life has a larval stage that is completely different what it turns mm-hmm. out to in its in its adult stage. So that's kind of what it reminded me of, which I thought was pretty cool. At first, I didn't appreciate it because I was like, well, that looks nothing like a Metroid. Why? Wow, that doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's cool to think about them having different developmental stages. And then they make a comeback in, in Fusion, which is also really, really cool um, that that's the continuity of it is kept mm-hmm. uh, throughout the games. Did you know about the find the queen metroid about the the bombs and going into into a morph ball because that's something that you have to you have to figure out on your own of going into the belly and dropping bombs i felt like that was pretty obvious is that weird i thought like when she like because she like screams in your face like that second where she like extends and like opens her mouth and i felt like that was like oh i just go inside of her it was instinctual to me, but I don't think it was because I thought it was of it. I feel like I've seen it, <laughs> you know, like oh, I feel yeah. like for some reason it just was like, oh, yeah, I have to do this. Like, I don't know why. I know. I, I just think I've seen it. I think there's enough other games that have that concept that, you know, since this wasn't like I didn't play it when it was new <laughs> on the Game Boy. I think it was cool. So, though. <laughs> it was cool. Like, it was yeah. fun. I guess I didn't think about it. I guess that probably was pretty. uh I was probably pretty different for the time. Yeah, I can't think of anything that did that before. <laughs> well, I mean, not too many other people can go into a morph ball. Hey, uh, let alone drop pines. balls well, when in said ball. You can he never did bombs though. No, so. he did. He did the hedgehog rabbit turds, whatever he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was something else I was thinking about the original Game Boy. You know, like them dealing with the limitations. One thing that was super cool to me that came off of it was the design change in uh, her suit. Uh, the is it Varia or Varia suit? It's called see, a Ver- Varia. Yeah, Varia. It is wrong. it actually? I always thought it was Varia. That's, that's, that's the I mean. pronunciation I've heard the most. Yeah. But again, like I mentioned, I'm not about to pronounce everything correctly in this. I mean, yeah. that's definitely one of our weakest. So it's Varia. It's like Maria, but with a V. Varia? Okay. The Varia suit. <laughs> I don't even feel like I really like Varia. Metroid now. I can't even be a Metroid fan. I don't know how to pronounce the suit. Well, they don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, don't read true. it to you, you know? <laughs> so the Varia suit. Uh, <laughs> but they had to Because in the original, the only difference was, the, was it the color? The color it just changed yeah. color. Mm-hmm. But in the Game Boy, there's no color. So you're like. They had to change the design yeah make it that, like two-tone yeah and that design but like changing the designs like on her shoulders and other like it actually stuck then like that changed her suit going forward mm-hmm. so i think that was pretty kind of a cool little mark that the game boy left on the rest of the series now that you mention it like i don't know if this is this is I, and i need i need to play it again because this is something that was like in the back of my mind but i never or i haven't confirmed it with the Game Boy version. It might have been Super Metroid that that was the first one to do it. But in terms of Samus's um, animation, like sub- subtle things changes too, like where the blaster is positioned. Um, oh, I know in Super yeah. Metroid for sure, if you change direction, then the yeah. blaster is also changed. In original, it doesn't matter which way you're facing; the the blaster is always in the same 
it's almost like it's switching I, hands. Yeah, I think it, it changed on it. this one too, right? On on the Game Boy, I think it changed animations. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. Wait, wait. You of all people didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it is cool to think about that. That like yeah, you have limitations, but you find workarounds to make something feel a little bit more evolved or more developed than from previous installments i think i think that's really really cool when you can take something that would initially be like an obstacle and then make something better out of it make make the best use out of it i actually think it can benefit to like i think it's impossible to make something very creative without setting your own disciplines without Mm -hmm. you know you don't ever have to share those disciplines with somebody i'm sure they had them but i i think it really does benefit because otherwise it's like well what do you, what does it matter you know i'll just do whatever yeah. you know we'll give samus a sword who cares you know but like yeah. having those disciplines it does like create something special and that's kind of what i feel about this game like i just don't i think it's kind of sad to think of it getting really overshadowed and kind of left behind because it is there's something really special about it it's not like the most amazing game you'll ever play but the feeling it gives you is, is special yeah i agree with that it's it might be like my i don't know it might be my least favorite out of the four like just in general but it's we'll find so, out. it's so it might be i gotta sit down and really do some soul searching but yeah <laughs> before we rate them it is special like that's the thing about each one of these games is like there's something special about them so it's kind of nice that uh we don't really have to pick and choose yeah, that's kind of rough. Like you don't I would not want to not have this game. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, Super Metroid is kind of revered as like the masterpiece Metroid. Right. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I do get that. But um, it's kind of cool to see the game. Whoa, spoilers. That was, that was transitioning <laughs> into that, you know? Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool. It's pretty special to see like, OK, this is how they got there. Yeah. Because pretty- the jump from Metroid to Super Metroid is Super isn't a, an enough explanatory <laughs> word to define yeah. that jump. <laughs> the difference. Yeah. But I think Metroid 2 does do a good job in making that leap. Yeah. Like it's a good it's a good progression. And mm-hmm. Super Metroid, like like you said, it it doesn't see it seems like incredible coming from Metroid, mm-hmm. but not really that far from coming from Metroid 2. Yeah. Like it actually makes a, a lot of sense. It's a progression, but it makes sense. Like, yeah. it's not like that far of a leap. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to shine spark to get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just super jump. Hey. hey. Speaking of, in terms of, in terms of uh, design or game design, I think something that's not to be overlooked that we wanted, at least for, for American um, audiences, was to have a safe spot, which is this is the first Metroid game to do mm-hmm. it outside of the Japan only release of the of 86 but the way their their placed is also very interesting like there was definitely some thought into the way the safe spot were 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 placed because that game is pretty tough too and you don't have a lot of opportunity to regain health like you really have to make the best use of the resources that you have you do have a few like recharging spots i guess in a way but those are very uh sparse Mm. and the points between safe point and safe point are very very large so you have to survive a very um large amount of space in order to get to the next safe spot which makes it a little bit more 
how do I say in terms of, of atmosphere, it, it does do a really good job in that sense is that in that you're in a completely alienated space, mm-hmm. you have very, very, very limited resources and you have to make the best use out of those resources in order to survive. So I think that, that it also does very well. Whereas everything else from that point on you have, uh, I would say to, to a fault, an overabundance of safe spots mm-hmm. in every other Metroid game that follows Metroid two. Yeah. And, and although I do enjoy have, being able to save my games, um, <laughs> I think it does take away from that, from that aspect of you being isolated or alone and, mm-hmm. and then really making good use of your resources. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's a really good point. That's probably the most survival game of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're the hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, as far as like I'm looking at these these final thoughts too, like what could be changed or improved? I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm gonna throw this out there. Well, I'll throw out a uh, color palette. Yes. Um, yes. If I can play yes. with the color palette, I yes. think that would probably I'll send fix that to you guys. Most of my that problems. will um that will change a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was very just a quality of life improvement immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I just Googled it, right? Right. Once I played like a little bit of just the monotone, I was like, somebody yeah. had to put a patch in this. Then they I mean, did. <laughs> but I think for me, I would just like to see like um, just kind of like a pixel remaster. Yeah. You know, add, add like a very basic Metroid map. Give me the colors. I don't I don't I wouldn't even ask for that much. <laughs> so I you think know? that I think that the 3DS overcorrects. As opposed yeah. to zero mission overcorrecting, the 3DS one is way more of an overcorrect. I, I actually do agree. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, this is like I don't like it's you. The, it's they the Jurassic go, Park problem. Like, did you ask? Yeah, that you, should you do this or did you? Because <laughs> you, yeah. you could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they went like they they didn't just give it like quality of life stuff. It was like way beyond. And I was yeah. like. This one, I was like, it's a little overboard. I think I'm kind of yeah. on your, your. I kind of want like a toned down version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like a little bit somewhere in between. Yeah, where they are, like Happy a just a, a slightly improved like quality of life stuff on the Game Boy version. But that's it, because I I think as a game, it's pretty pretty solid. It's pretty great just on its own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can take it anywhere with your Game Boy. With your Game Boy. Newest technology. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about those batteries. You, can, yeah, hook, yeah, you can hook your Game Boy up to a potato and just play it. <laughs> <laughs> I think only for me personally, I would have mm-hmm. I appreciated either color or a map. Either one. They don't both have to be on there. Yeah, I think either one. True. But it's just yeah. it's just to eliminate the 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 needless backtracking. Because in this one, this is the biggest oh man you hate of back, you hate backtracking <laughs> this is the biggest culprit of misused backtracking because everything else does it well but this one uh because of the similarities and everything else in in like the way the the map is designed and the levels and things like that there's very 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 subtle things to differentiate one area from another and if you don't pay attention to them it's very frustrating to have to go back and forth yeah. like, like it's it's a lot of needless you yeah. gain nothing from backtracking in this one. Actually, um, that is like even like the whole um, exploration part of it, where you're like finding all those upgrades. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't feel was as strong in this game. No, oh, I, no. I think that was intentional, though. Like, I think like, it was. You're, you're going deeper into right? this place. You're not welcome. Like, but I, I think I, that's why I think if you guys play the um, the Game Boy patch so it has color, that feeling will go away and you'll really you'll get way more enjoyment out of it. Like, it really does correct most of my major complaints with the game. I think I'm also, app, we're also all well, from the generation I'm, where we grew up playing Game Boys and, like, know what to expect with that, too. Somebody that's who true. grew up with that might be like, yeah, you guys are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still a little greedy. I would like a map and color um, as opposed to Minktroid. But I understand, you know, if I could only get one. And you know um, what? Even, even on the map, uh, I don't think that like the use of map stations, the way they're used in, in other games is, is necessarily proper mm-hmm. here. I just think it's a map that you make as you go. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. explore new something. Yeah, definitely. That. Like that. Definitely that. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I don't need those map stations at all in any game where you mm-hmm. go in. Okay, wait, is it fusion? You're on the spaceship or the lab? Mm-hmm. So that makes a little bit more sense that you would find some like a computer that would like give you a diagram right, of like right. yeah. more of a like a basic outline, but not show you everything. Mm-hmm. So thematically, that makes sense. But pretty much for the most part, I don't need any of those map stations. Like just make a map as it goes. And that's yeah. really cool because you feel like you're exploring. It's adding to all that. I think that's Metroid 2. <laughs> Wait, no, I just thought of something and I totally spaced. <laughs> Dang it. I don't want to leave this. I don't want to leave it. Not Metroid 2. No. No. Play it. Everybody play lore. it. Lore. Let's go into lore. It, play it. Play it. Lore. Lore. lore, lore. We're going to need a whole lore episode. Yeah. Hosted by Miggy. She's like, what is all this? Tell me twice. I feel like yeah, Miggy's like, what has all this been to you? <laughs> Does this mean <laughs> nothing? All right. I, yeah. I guess that was kind of it, huh? What are your guys' final thoughts? If you see the baby, don't. Don't get rid of it. Take it with you. He didn't do anything wrong. It's not his fault. You're he's your friend. I'm really mad because I thought of one more upgrade I would want, and I am totally oh, no. blanking. Say it. Say it. I'll just no. I can't think of it. Oh, I'm gonna think of it like in a week. A sushi gun. Ooh. Oh yeah. That's what I, I want. Have a sushi gun in real life. <laughs> yeah. Wait. What are we talking Shoots about? right to my mouth. A sushi. <laughs> sushi chef. <laughs> sushi. Uh, well, okay, what are your final thoughts, Migtroid? I think it's a great game. It's definitely worth um, the time and effort and frustration and uh, dealing with every part of limitation of it. As someone who intentionally left out this game for a long, long time out of his uh, repertoire of, of Metroid games, it's definitely, it's needed. It's not something that you can bypass. It's in order to have the same emotional attachment as the story progresses you need to play this game otherwise it's not the same thing and i think what other games could learn from this is just because you have limitations in 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 i mean i I, the the technology has advanced so so much that i think to a point where it's become a fault like a lot of newer games focus a lot on having better graphics or uh better rendering or you know all these frames per second and all these things that they forget about the the foundation of what makes a a game great and the emotional attachment and i think music showing and not telling which are things that this game does exceptionally are good ways for you to have an excellent game without having to rely too much on technology yeah and that was beautiful again i'm tearing up 
man, why are you doing this to us? No, I, I think that's like dead on though, to be honest. Like even if for even if for some reason it's your least favorite game, it's essential to the series. You can't not play the you can't enjoy the series without playing this game. It's it's necessary. It's a crime. And honestly, welcome. It's an amazing game. Even the remake that I don't love and I have a lot of like concerns about going forward, like is still a great game. <laughs> just on its own. It's fun. Like it's fun. Yeah. It's you just a good game. It's fun, so. Yeah. So compared to like these other games, it's not you're like, oh, maybe not as good, but it's just because these other games are like so exceptional for mm-hmm. what they are. So even the 3DS remake is is very good. Thank you guys for listening. We absolutely love talking about Metroid and especially Metroid 2. It's got a special place in our hearts. And next time we will be playing a little game called Super Metroid. Maybe you've heard of it, but feel free to play along with us. That way we can uh, talk about it all together on the next episode. You can follow us at bite-sized pod baby bite-sized follow somebody with that name i'm not sure okay at on a patreon and twitter and even youtube check out any of those so thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next episode